listening to the Dynamic Women podcast. Each week, you'll be inspired by our global community of women. They'll share with you tools and stories to help you be dynamic in every area of life. He's your host, award-winning coach, and the CEO and founder of Dynamic Women, Diane Ralston. Hello, everyone, and welcome on this episode. We have the lovely Deborah Stellingworth, or Deb, as I call her. Um, we are going to talk about some really cool things, but key things here, you know, productivity, coaching, living your best life, being in your zone of genius, bullet journaling. These are some really key words that I know that I hear out of Deb's mouth quite a bit. So hi, Deb. Welcome. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, it's awesome to have you here. So let me tell you a little bit more about Deb, uh, and then I'm going to weave in some good questions about her so that we can all learn from how she's been able to really pivot multiple times in her career, and maybe that's something that you're wanting to do. So Deb started off as a certified teacher, an award-winning realtor, and a co-active coach. So in the beginning, she was a certified coach. So actually, I'm going to just stop here. I'm going to go through your bio a little bit, a little bit by a little bit, because I think it's just such a cool story. So you started off as a teacher, then a realtor, and now you're running like coaching business with workshops and a whole bunch of great stuff. So yeah. like, why? Normal, normally, we pick a career and then we're done. It's true. So true. And I mean, partly, I think we're living in a world where that's not true anymore because yep. we have options. However, um, my story, I actually did think I was going to be a teacher forever. I loved teaching. I really believed, I felt I was in my zone of genius. If you asked me when I was teaching, if you win the lottery, will you keep working? My answer would have been yes. Right. I loved it that much. It didn't, it wasn't about the, the money. In fact, I remember saying to, um, one of my colleagues when I first started, I can't believe they're paying me to do this. And uh, I felt the same way 15 years later, though there were some moments when I felt they weren't paying me enough, but, um, but mostly I just really loved it. And so I really didn't think I would be changing careers. I was really happy. Um, and then I had a car accident that was mm -hmm. minor. It was so minor that it's just like, at the time I didn't realize that it was gonna be so life altering. Um, just some um, soft tissue damage in the right clavicle area um, where the seat, I was in the passenger seat, we were rear-ended, and the, where the seatbelt got me, there was soft tissue damage, and it affected my handwriting. And I was a high school English teacher, international baccalaureate, literature and theory of knowledge teacher. There's a lot of handwriting involved in doing that job. And so I was in pain a lot of the time and when I realized wait a minute when I'm on a break from marking I'm not in pain so there's something to this um, that maybe I need to make a switch and my husband was encouraging me he's like you know being dramatic I think you're gonna die and you know and and when I stepped back from it and I realized he wasn't actually being that dramatic because he was seeing the effects of chronic pain on my health yeah so when you're in it especially for someone like myself who's like, push through, I can do this, no problem, I can handle it. Um, you don't realize the effect it's having on yourself and the people around you. 
So a few months before that accident happened, my realtor said to me, you should go into real estate. You'd be really good at it. So fast forward. Okay. I'm going to give this a try. Turns out she's right. I am really good at real estate. I just don't love it. Um, so before we get into like yeah. the, the, why you left real estate, yeah. where, why you're where you are now, because sometimes we leave things for a reason. Um, because there's a problem there or we just love something else more but first of all what gave you the courage to to do the big switch because I'm sure people are like but no you're oh my God. is Stellingworth the teacher like you yep. can't leave teaching mm -hmm. uh, almost like a how dare you you're great at what you do you yeah do it. so how, how did you kind of get over that well go back to that that teacher that I mentioned when I said to her um, I can't believe they're paying me to do this job. She was closer to retirement and she said to me, you won't always feel that way. <laughs> I said, if I don't, I'll quit. And she said, you won't be able to. You'll have a mortgage, you'll have a pension. It won't be an option. Mm. And, I, and I just was so struck by her sense of doom. <laughs> And that she was like stuck there and she didn't want to do it anymore, but she was afraid to make a change. And I swore right then and there, it was a real key moment in my life. I swore I would never be that person who stayed in a place that I wasn't happy. Hmm. And so when that came back around that I found, and I didn't ever believe it was going to happen, but it did happen where it wasn't a healthy place for me. I wasn't having fun anymore. I mean, I love teenagers, but other people's kids are super annoying when you're in pain all the time. And so I was like, I'm not happy and I am not showing up as my best self. And I do not want to be one of those teachers. And we all know, who, know them, right? Where they're like, just hanging in there because they just don't want to retire. Um, they hate their jobs. They hate the students. And they're not having fun and nobody around them is having fun. And I didn't want to be one of those people. It wasn't fair to the kids and it wasn't fair to me. So that's, that was the, the pivotal moment. And that's how I found the courage was I'd already made that decision long before the circumstance arose. So with you, I know you're married. Yeah. Um, and I know in my own relationships, I'll speak from that, that I was able to make a switch from teaching into coaching because I knew we had a stable income coming in. And so what would you say to someone who is maybe single, is, does have that mortgage themselves, is worried about the finances? What would you say to them when they were thinking, I hate my job, I want to switch, no matter what the job is, or I hate where I am in life and I'm scared to make a change? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's true. I mean, I had that security of my husband uh, had a job and, and we actually downsized our house and our mortgage so that we wouldn't, um, it was part of a dream to move to Vancouver, but we, we made that decision, like went to the bank and said, what can we, what can we manage on one income in case I quit my job? <laughs> and, uh, you know, so I had that, but for people who don't have that, um, and this is interesting because I've been um, really exploring this idea of limiting beliefs and belief barriers. And if you're going to tell yourself you can't do it because 
you're single and you have this job and you have this mortgage, you're not going to do it. Uh, actually, somebody shared yesterday a quote from Jen Sincero, who was like, I love her. And she said, if you really want to change your life, you'll find a way. Otherwise, you'll find excuses. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and there's some practical things to be thinking about, but like, how badly do you want it? You'll find a way. And change is not easy and it's not comfortable. And there will be a need for some sacrifices. But I really believe if you're stepping into your zone of genius and you're following the path that you feel called to, to follow, those sacrifices aren't going to feel like, um, um, oh, I've lost the word, like you're suffering, right? It's not going to be this detrimental thing. It's like, you're going to be willing to do that. So, I mean, I know it, it sounds good to talk about that, but it's really true. I really, really believe this. If you really want it, you really want to change your life, you will find a way. Well, and sometimes it's having a coach. It's having a coach, right? Like my Diane or myself to help you see those barriers and those beliefs that are yeah. getting in your way. Yeah. Well, I think you made it, you made a, a good point in saying that you went and talked to your bank about downsizing, talked about the one income. And so you can do the same thing. Like if I was working minimum wage, what could I afford? Mm -hmm. And it also seems like you can either be in a situation that you're uncomfortable with and feel kind of like the rock in your shoe. You feel the pain every single day, just a little bit, and it's frustrating and it's annoying and you're dealing with it. Or you can kind of take on a bigger discomfort for a shorter period of time with the big payoff. So it's just how you want to do it. I just know that I've, I've met a lot of people who have been in careers for 20 years and they're scared to give up their lifestyle or they just don't want to give up their lifestyle. So they're willing to work eight hours a day in a career they don't like. Now, I'm not saying that everybody uh, that is unhappy must leave their job, but you must find your passion in another way. And you mentioned um, your zone of genius. And I know this is connected to a book that's been very impactful for you. Yeah. And just thought, that, you know, it'd be great for you to share that with our listeners. Yeah. So some of you have heard me talk about this before is the, the big leap. And it's so interesting. You know, they say the, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. And I just randomly saw some, a realtor in a realtor group that I belong to post a video about this book and how impactful it was for her. And I'm like, huh, I'm going to go have a look at this book. It turned my world upside down. We are sitting here today because of the things that I read in that book. So I, I read this book and, and the, oh, the, again, the book, big leap and who is it by the big leap by Dr. Gay Hendricks. Okay. And, uh, it's been around for quite a while and there's lots of great videos on it. And there's some key things that I took away from that. But the big one was the question, how much time are you spending in your zone of genius? Mm. And I, first of all, was like, crap, I don't have a zone of genius, which of course is not true. We all have it. But what I've come to understand is that our zone of genius is so familiar to us that it doesn't seem special. Yes. Yeah. But it is special to other people and it is special to you if you really look at it for what it is. So that was the question. What's your zone of genius then? Yeah. Um, my zone of genius is in 
seeing what's possible for other people. Mm. And this is what made me a great teacher, right? I was the teacher who people, kids were knocking at my door. My class was full and they were begging to get into my class and saying that the, you know, the counselor said that if I said it was okay, they could be in my class. Right. And I was like, Crap. so, you know, I had over the class limits and, and it was fine. And the reason they wanted to be in my class was because I helped them see and believe in what they were capable of doing, you know, and to have somebody, whether it's a student or a coaching client, have that experience of like, wow, I really can do this mm-hmm. and then do it. Right. And, and they had that moment of like, they've done it. So they realized oh, I really can do it. She was right. And I love that. That's my zone of genius is seeing what other people are capable of doing and helping them to get there. And so that's what lights me up. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that, that question, the zone of genius, when I realized, wow, I'm not spending enough time there. And I was like, okay, well, I'll find ways to be a teacher in my real estate practice. And I started a video thing and then, oh, and then I was like, I'm going to start my blog. The Stellar Life Project was really a blog or a, a vlog and a blog that was like, I was just going to teach because that's what I really need to do is to share what I know so that people can have like, an experience. And I always said, I'm going to share this so you, I can save you some time in the learning process because it took me a while to get there. And uh, it started off as that. And I remember saying, here's a key moment, another key moment in my life. And Diane was there. She's the one who said it. She said, I said, you know, this book is so amazing. If I was ever going to become a coach, this is the book that I would use as my philosophy. This would guide my coaching practice. And she's like, you should take CTI training. And my response was, I'm not starting another business. I really didn't think I was up for it. Yeah. Starting my real estate business was, it was hard. I mean, I did really well right away. Right, way beyond the average realtor when they start, because um, I get it and I realize what it is. I'm an intuitive connector, so that's what makes me a really great realtor. Um, but I was like, I don't have it in me because I was drained. I was doing something that wasn't in my zone of genius, and that's exhausting. It is, yep. And so I was like, I just don't have it in me. I can't do it. And then a few months later, when I asked my coach from a real estate coaching company. What do I need to do to become a coach for your company? Because I thought I'd just do it off the side of my desk. It's easy. It won't mean a big disruptive change in my life. And he said, you, should, you need to take CTI training. He's like, okay, universe, I'm hearing you. <laughs> and, and so for anyone, for anyone wondering, what's CTI training? It's Coaches Training Institute. It's one of the leading, North America's leading institutes for training of coaches. Yeah. Uh, I know one of our listeners, Cora Naylor, also took the program. Yeah. Uh, it's where I was trained. It's where now Deb has been trained. Yeah. Uh, ICF recognized. So it, it is very good. Very it's good. the Harvard of coaching schools. It's the what? It's the Harvard of coaching schools. Harvard. I thought it's the pirate. I was yeah. like, what? <laughs> the Harvard. Yes. The Harvard yeah. Of coaching yeah. So, amazing. yeah, so, it's been amazing. So, and so this book was instrumental to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that conversation late one night after an event in a parking lot at Highcroft, uh, at Highcroft Manor or the University Women's Club of Vancouver. And uh, yeah, I was just like, what do you do your coaching? And so I think with that, it was just kind of a comment I threw out. And so I just want to kind of put it out there to everyone. Comments like that matter. And so if you're thinking something, or if you're frustrated and you just want to say something, or 
if you just have this intuition or inclination to say it, just say it because this was that other push. And then there, so Deb, you got a bunch of different kind of pushes from the universe saying like, come on, you, this is your new path. And so probably everyone listening in a change in something, they have seen the signs you can choose to accept them or ignore them. And so what made you Deb in the end accept them? Well, I don't like being stuck and I was feeling very stuck. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it was harder. Like I'm, I'm older now than when I made the last change. Right. And so when I, I passed 50 and I was like, what, how can I start again? Do I have it in me to start again? But then when I started looking, I was like, I got a whole lifetime. I can't do, I can't stay where I am for another 20 years. Right. And I am, I feel like, and actually it was a Gary Vander, uh, Chuck, Vanderhug, Vanderchuck, Gary Vanderchuck, Gary V. Yeah. He has this little video clip on fifties, like being just the beginning. You got tons of time left. I was like, and a friend sent that to me. I was like, it was another little shove from the universe. Like you got lots of time to do this. There's lots of good that I can do in the world and lots of, lots of people that I can serve in the time that I have. And I want my life to be really meaningful. And not that being a realtor isn't meaningful. It just wasn't my calling. Yeah. Right. And so the, um, yeah, that was another push. And then it was all those little things along the way. And, and then coming to, okay, I'm going to do this on the side of my desk. I was choosing the, I was choosing the easy route, right? I'll stay in real estate because even though I'm not in love with the lifestyle, really fulfilling my my passions on my zone, like, you know, there's nothing that I hate more than filling out forms and forms is a big part of real estate <laughs> and the, you know, so doing all those things and, and I was choosing the easy route. I'll just do a little coaching cause that'll fulfill my need to teach and, and interact in that way with people. And, um, and then I went to day one, I came back a day early from my vacation. My family stayed down in our, our annual vacation spot and I came back a day early to do my first course because I was committed to making a change. Yeah. Just getting on to coaching on the side. By lunchtime that first day, I knew I was going all the way with this. That this was it. I felt like I'd come home to myself. And I think the learning here for me and for anybody who's listening is that if you don't try that something new, you're never going to discover that coming home to yourself feeling. If you stay waiting for it to come to you, it's not coming, right? I, that may not have happened, right? I might've gone there and go, oh, all right. Well, coaching isn't what I thought it was. Instead, it was like, holy smokes, coaching is so much more than I thought it was. And this is right up my alley. And this is natural. This feels at home. Yep. And I knew. And it was that feeling I had from when I, when I started, when I got into teaching, I knew that teaching was my thing, right? And that's why if I don't my gift, my vocation in the world, it's teaching. Mm. And while coaching isn't teaching, there's an element of it, right? It's that um, the Socratic method of asking questions, that's the kind of teacher that I was. So that's why it makes me comfortable moving into coaching. So when you think of teaching, people think of lecturing and um, telling people what to do. Yeah. 
But what I'm hearing is that you really love taking people to the next level. Yeah, that discovery place. Uncovering for them and believing in them. And so that's that's what I loved about teaching Mm -hmm. that I can do in the coaching that I was limited in teaching because I felt like I had to um, just force feed what they were giving rather than pulling from my students what I knew they could do. Mm-hmm. So um, limitations are, are kind of gone. So I guess there's the more of the soft skill set and then there's the hard skill set and you get to pull both into coaching. Yeah. You know, we need to pull this piece to yes. close. Um, I learned a few new things. So that's amazing. Uh, and I know. Oh, I, I want to ask you what you learned. I don't know. Just, uh, just some small things there. Cool. Yeah. I, I know the story, but um, it's very interesting to hear a really a double pivot. And so, do you think you've landed in the last career? Oh yeah, yeah. There's going to be evolutions of this, but I'm here. I'm at home. Like I have shivers when they say that. Like I am at home. I am squarely planted in my zone of genius, and now it's just about expanding that as far as I can go. Amazing. So for anyone who is wanting to get in touch with you, how do they do that? What's your website? So my website is stellarlifeproject.com. Amazing. And you can follow me on Instagram at stellar.deb. Awesome. Well, thanks, Deb. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. For everyone out there, if you have someone in your life who has a cool story like Deb, who is inspiring, knowledgeable, and you want me to interview them, please let me know. Hit me up at diane at dianerolston.com and let me know of another dynamic woman that I need to interview. Thank you so much, Deb, for your time today. Thanks, Dan. Bye. Thank you, Dynamic Women, for joining us today. Please hop on over to iTunes to subscribe and leave us a review. Who do you know who needs to hear our message? We'd love it if you'd share our channel with your friends and family. If you're ready to be more dynamic, have more balance and more success, head over to www.dynamicwomenclub.com forward slash free gift for your key to success book. Stay dynamic.